Welcome to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with author and speaker, Dr. Steve Steph. I'm Jim Brangenberg, your host for the day. For more information about Dr. Steph and how the Transforming Leadership team builds effectiveness in leaders, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Now let's join Dr. Steph in the studio. Hi, I'm Jim Brangenberg, and I'm joined by Dr. Steve Steph, the founder of Transforming Leadership. We're so excited you're joining us today as we're going through a series of Transforming Leadership Proverbs, sayings and truisms that the Transforming Leadership team have uncovered that are very common within the maturity uh, uh, the maturity growth of any transforming leader dr steph these are fun these team the, the ones that your team have come up with today this is a good one i can't wait to kind of dig into this a little bit here's the proverb of the day if you want to deepen your impact narrow your focus yes good great proverb we lo- we love it uh Difficult to communicate in the time that we have. We're going to take we're going to take a swing at that. Even more difficult, quite frankly, to implement. But there is no question that 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 it's a it's a solid solid proverb. It's it's a truism because it's true. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know that we want to break it up in, into you know again. If you want to deepen your impact, narrow your focus. Let's yeah. talk about that in coaching. How is that successful in coaching? Good. That's my context, obviously. So in, in coaching, invariably, when I get a new coaching client, whether they're an executive team or whether they're an individual executive, I ask them, what, you know, what, what is it that you would like to accomplish in the next year to three years? That's a standard question for us. Um, behaviorally, what is it that you would like to accomplish and what would you like to do? What would you like to become better at over the next six months, nine months, 12 months during our during our initial coaching engagement and work on that. Think that through. Don't give me a quick response. That's a little bit of homework and and come back to me with, with what you want to do there. And it's not unusual since I have high performing executives and they're, they're, they're pretty data driven that they may come back with a page, two page, even three pages of things that they want to accomplish, that they want to get better at, that they want me to help them with. So boy, that that's great. Now let's take those three pages and let's narrow those three pages down, Jim, to if I could get better at these three things, these three skills, you know, I'm working now as a coach, not as a consultant. So there's some distinctions there that right. we can go into if you want. If that, if that leader could get better at these three skills, that would significantly improve his effectiveness. So the, the first session or two or maybe even three are spent with the executive with the leader trying to help them understand hold it if you could improve these three skills it would impact almost everything on your list so exactly we're not out here to check things off the list we are here to become more effective in these three things now of those three things i'll talk with my client which of these would you like to, or at the most, which two of these would you like to focus on first? And it's not unusual at all that, that they'll come back and say, well, that, you know, that's a pretty narrow f- focus. It is a pretty narrow focus, but it's got a, a, a deep and, and significant impact on the organization and on your effectiveness. So let's narrow that focus to have the greatest impact on the work that you're doing. So that's what we're doing as a coach. 
you know, I, I, there's no way we're going to start out with 10 or 15 or 20 or, or 30 different initiatives because then we will be less than effective on all of them. If I can change one significant behavior over the course of six months or get help you change one significant behavior over the course of six months, I have significantly impacted your effectiveness as a leader. I mean, doesn't it, Steve, go back to that saying that we all heard when we were growing up? Jack of all trades, master of none. Master of none. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? I'll go back 45 years in my career, back to the boat business years ago. We were hiring mechanics, and I'd interview a mechanic and ask him what he worked on. He worked on everything. In that case, you need to go someplace else because you're not the guy I need. The guy I need, I want a specialist. You and I both have had a couple of medical things. That you're an organ donor. You know, I, I just can't tell you how much I admire that. I had a little medical challenge in the last couple of years. I didn't want to go to my GP to get that taken care of. I wanted to go to the best, not not even the best oncologist. I wanted to go to the best oncologist for my specific type of cancer. And I wanted to go to the surgeon that, that worked on throats, period. That's it. I wanted the specialist for what uh, for what my need was because I wanted to know that I got absolutely the best care. Not the best care that that guy was capable of giving me, but the best care regardless of the person. So find, you know, identify the need as far as the medical, identify the need first, and then identify the person to do it, right? So in coaching, it's helping people narrow down to just one or two things as we're helping. So, and a lot of times as a leader, we're coaching our direct reports. We're trying to lead them down a path that to make them a better leader, to tr help exactly. transform their leadership. This is, I mean, it's a process instead of trying to use the shotgun approach. We're going to try to, we're going to, we're going to shoot out there. We're going to try to hit as many things as we can. No, we're just like, we're, we're focusing in. So let's shift that to our leadership. So as a leader within our company, so often we have, we, we've been, we've had our board of directors give us a lot of, a, a yeah. lot of things on our plate. Uh, we already had things on our plate. How does this truism, this proverb, if you want to deepen your impact, narrow your focus how does that work in leadership as i run my yeah. company yeah that, that's great and we'll we'll continue to use the word coaching because as i'm running my company if i'm a ceo or if i'm a vp or if i'm a director all of my direct reports have a plethora of accountabilities for me so I, i'm not letting them off of the hook on their various accountabilities they're still accountable for for all of these uh, outcomes or behaviors or results or, or however you want to define them. But if I really want to uh, significantly impact their effectiveness, if I really want to significantly impact their performance, I can't focus on that broad thing. If I have a director, if I'm a VP, I have a director that reports to me, and I really want to turn that director into high performance, I need to really focus on one or two or at the very most uh, three different issues at a time and make them the best, make them an all-star of those two or three issues. And then we can move on to some other issues. But let's focus on those, uh, really focus like a laser on those and make them all-stars in those, then go to the other. Well, it all goes back to training up our successor. I mean, right. we're, we're investing in these people in it, yeah. and you can't, I mean, I, you know, in your own personal life, when you've got an issue, 
You're not fixing all your issues at one time. As we mature, we're dealing with one issue after another after another, but they're never all at the same time because we'd never get anything done. We'd get frustrated. Right. We'd get overwhelmed. And isn't that what happens so often in organizations, Steve? Yeah. People have yeah. so many things that they're told to focus on. It looks like this. And, and, and But if it would just look like this, they're like, I could do that. But when it looks like this, well, you're like, I get overwhelmed. I, I get nowhere. Yeah, you, you and I are both voracious readers. And one of the best books that I've read on this is uh, Four Disciplines of Execution. The four disciplines of execution. It is it is a must read, and the phrase that the authors use in the four disciplines of execution is the whirlwind. So, your day to day job is the whirlwind. There is no question about you know there there are uh, not not several, but perhaps dozens of things that you're responsible for on a day to day basis. That that's just the job. That is the job. But if you really want to develop the organization, if you want to move the organization to a much higher level uh, within your industry, for instance, if you really significantly want to increase sales, then the four disciplines of execution refers to that as a wig. You identify a wildly important goal, one wildly important goal. And then every department within, within that context of that wildly important goal, they've got the whirlwind. They've got what they're responsible for doing on a day-to-day basis. But to achieve this one wildly important goal, that department is going to identify what is the one thing that I could do that would have the greatest impact toward achieving that wildly important goal. So on top of or uh, along with the whirlwind, what we're doing every day, we've still got to live, we've still got to do our job, we still have all these outcomes that we're responsible for. On top of that whirlwind, whirlwind, I'm sorry, that department has their own wig, their own wildly important goal, and they're focused like a laser on accomplishing that one goal. If they do that and each department fulfills on that, then by golly, at the end of the year, the organization has fulfilled on their wildly important goal, and they've gotten something accomplished that they never thought possible. And they've gotten something accomplished that wouldn't have been possible if they had just factored it into the whirlwind and the stuff that they're doing, it has to become a priority. They have to be focused on that like a laser, not at the expense of the whirlwind, but on top of, in addition to the whirlwind. All right. So again, the truism for the day, the proverb of the transforming leadership proverb of the day is if you want to deepen your impact, narrow your focus. So let's talk about that truism in strategy because steve you often see i mean you know it, let's just say one night you're work you're uh, you're watching tv and if you're like me when one show goes to commercial you flip to a different channel so you can go to another uh i just hate watching commercials okay that's terrible you know but that's just i, I don't like watching commercials i want to watch action or whatever and, and then but you see the same commercial on five different stations all playing at the same time and you're like they're everywhere they're, they're like trying they're on they're on mtv they're on uh, the Hallmark Channel, they're, they're maybe on a news channel, and they're on Motor Trend TV all at the same time. Yeah, like, well, yeah. who is your audience? I mean, in strategy, Steve, if you want to deepen your impact, you get near your focus. I mean, this has to do with in so many – explain this, but, I mean, I think I get it. It's like if you're going to do something, you got to do it really, really well. Don't, don't just don't just shotgun approach. never really works. It, it doesn't. You gave the solution. Who's your audience? You know, not just what are you trying to accomplish, you know, well, you're trying to sell more widgets, but you've got to first identify who are your widget buyers and where are they 
And what is the most laser-focused way of communicating to that audience? We don't have a, a unlimited reservoir of cash to do that shotgun thing, right? So what's the highest and best use of my resources? The highest and best use of my resources is to first clearly identify the outcome for which I'm looking, and then clearly identify the, the audience, and then clearly identify the needs and the locations of that audience to laser focus, use that, use those resources, use that money, if that's what the resource is, uh, to focus on that. If I can do that and I'm successful, and I was successful in identifying the, the uh, location and the audience, et cetera, then I'm going to hit the goal. So you just, you just laid out like this, this beautiful roadmap. First, you have to narrow your focus. What is, who, where are we going to go? And then you determine, right. And then you determine your outcomes. This is what we're looking for. And then that really defines and lays a solid foundation for significant impact because you've taken the time to narrow the focus, determine your outcomes. And then all of a sudden your impact is significantly greater because you took the time up front. Right. Right. So, so if you identify, if you begin by, you know, begin at the begin with the end in mind, go back to another Covey book from, Gee whiz, decades ago. What was that? Uh, Seven Habits. Remember the Seven Habits book? Begin with the end in mind. So you identify first what is it that you're hoping to accomplish. Then you might then take the step of identifying what are the moves that we can make to lead toward this accomplishment. That's fine. But you're still narrowing it down. You're not just working harder. You're identifying the specific things that you can accomplish or implement that will point toward that goal. But my recommendation would be if you've identified 10 of those, well, let's break those down to the five or maybe the four or maybe even the three that would have the most significant impact toward that goal and then direct our resources toward those three. Invariably, if there are 10 items, 10 functions that would have an impact toward that goal. Invariably, there will be two or three that will have a significantly greater impact. Throw your resources toward those two or three and, and grab all the, the ground you can with those two or three. And a lot it, of times. It's far more effective than spreading resources over all 10 of those and all of them performing at a B-plus level. Focus on two of them, three of them, have that perform on an A-plus level, and you get tremendous, significantly better ROI. And almost always, Steve, when you take when you have that focus on those two or three, it almost assuredly takes care of the other seven or eight that were on that list yeah. Yeah. or yeah. minimizes yeah. their yeah. significance anymore. That, that's exactly right. We come to realize that, that at least two or three or four of those other seven, they may not have had that big an impact to begin with. Hmm. And, and, and if, if we find out otherwise... We can either shift or we can do them next, but do not, do not, do not try to do them all at the same time because it spreads your resources too thin. I don't care if we're talking about the individual or the organization. You have limited resources. Use those resources. The highest and best use of those resources is always laser focused. Thank you, Dr. Steve Steff, for really helping us understand the transforming leadership proverb. If you want to deepen your impact, narrow your focus. Thanks, Steve. 
Thanks, Jeff. And for you, our listeners, really grateful that you tuned in today and want to just encourage you to check us out online, tleadership.com, tleadership.com. We'd love to hear from you. Lots of ways to contact us. Please take some time. Let us know how these podcasts are inspiring you, impacting you, whether you've got some feedback for us. What are you hearing us say? We'd, We'd love to have that feedback from you. So until next time. And that ends our discussion for today. Thanks for listening to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with author and speaker, Dr. Steve Stepp. For more information on how Dr. Stepp and the Transforming Leadership team can help you become a more effective leader, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Until next time, remember, building effectiveness in leaders starts with the transformation of your heart towards your people.